Welcome to the November 24th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. This is Bill and Judy Kelly. And before we begin, we are going to open in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this Thanksgiving Day. We have so much to be grateful for, to be thankful for. Lord, we never want to be negligent in thanking you. Thank you for this country. Thank you for all the multiple blessings in our lives. And Lord, we just give thanks for our families. Thanks for everything that we're going to celebrate today, our food and our time together. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. This is Proverb 24, beginning in verse 1. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. For their heart devises violence, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Deliver those who are drawn toward death, and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? My son, eat honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not plunder his resting place, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the wicked." For there will be no prospect for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the king. Do not associate with those given to change, for their calamity will rise suddenly. And who knows the ruin those two can bring? These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to show partiality in judgment." He who says to the wicked, You are righteous, him the people will curse, nations will abhor him. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. He who gives a right answer kisses the lips. Prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause. 
for would you deceive with your lips? Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Uh, Bill, today, is there a particular verse in this proverb that you'd like to talk about? Well, you know, when I think of Thanksgiving, I think of eating. So let's go to verses 13 and 14. It says, my, uh, my son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb, which is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. We're not going to talk about honey today since it's Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about turkey and cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and green beans and stuffing and whatever else it is that your family likes to celebrate. But I do want to focus a tad just on wisdom because that's what this show is all about. And God wants us to have wisdom Whenever we do anything, we are to show that we have wisdom. Hun, we're celebrating our 27th Thanksgiving together. It's just been a wonderful ride, and every year seems to get better and better. You used to be an elementary school teacher, and I know that you used to share the story of Thanksgiving with your students. If you would, share with the audience your Thanksgiving story. Well, um... One thing I'd like to share before I do the Thanksgiving story is a favorite verse that I like about being thankful, and it's in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is Paul talking. You know, Paul did not have an easy life. He suffered stoning. He suffered rejection, persecution. He suffered shipwreck. He was left to die. He did not have it easy at all. But there he is saying, in everything, give thanks. It doesn't mean for everything give thanks, but in everything give thanks. And then he also says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And this Thanksgiving story that I always like to share with the kids is one that I picked up first on, it was on Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and I I found this story, and I would read it to my kids every year at Thanksgiving. It was a story about Squanto, because, I mean, the first time I read it, I just got chills. It blessed me so much to think about Squanto and how God was just orchestrating everything. But the story of Thanksgiving, as far as Squanto, Squanto sent of God, and it's talking about that he was an American Indian, Native American, named Squanto, and 
He was from the Patuxet tribe, and they lived in a place which was later became known as Plymouth. In 1605, he was captured by an explorer. And actually, I'm reading part of this from the story that um, is on Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And taken to England, where he learned to speak English. Several years later, Captain John Smith brought him back to New England. Not long after returning, he was kidnapped with a number of other Native Americans who were taken to Spain to be sold as slaves. Local friars there rescued them, taught them to read and write, and introduced them to Christianity. Squanto eventually traveled to England, and in 1619, he was finally able to return to his home. So think about that. He was captured in 1605. Now it's 1619, 14 years later. And when Squanto reached his village, he discovered that his entire tribe had been killed by a plague. He was the lone survivor, the only survivor, and he went to live with a neighboring tribe, the Wampanoag tribe. And Kenneth Copeland says he heard it said, and he believes it, that Squanto was a strong Christian, and he started a great revival among the Indians and taught them the New Testament. He also eventually taught the settlers who would soon live at the place where his village once stood. In 1620, after enduring more than two months of difficult conditions on the Mayflower and being blown off course, the Pilgrims landed at Cape Cod. They had planned to settle north of the Virginia colony, but instead found themselves in a desolate wilderness. Small shelters were hurriedly constructed, but they were unprepared for the harsh New England winter and the scarcity of food. Before the spring, nearly half of them had died from disease and starvation. Squanto, he taught them how to grow corn, trap game, and find fish. And he also helped negotiate peace treaty between the pilgrims and the surrounding Indian tribes. According to William Bradford, Squanto was a special instrument sent of God for their good beyond their expectation. The harvest they brought in that winter... Bradford called for a day of thanksgiving. Chief Massasoit of the Wampanoag and 90 of his men showed up and stayed for three days of feasting and entertainment. That, that was, became known as the first Thanksgiving. So to me, just blesses me to think that, Wamp, that Squanto, he joined this tribe and he was, came back from England knowing English. He was uh, able to communicate with the pilgrims when they came over and negotiate peace treaties and help them learn how to survive the harsh winters there. It's just a miracle from God, just a miracle from God. And that's one of those things that I believe that all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to His purposes. One of my favorite hymns at Thanksgiving time is, Come, You Thankful People, Come. I'm going to play the first two verses.
This beautiful harvest festival hymn was written by a man from England named Henry Alford. I'm going to give a little bit of history about Thanksgiving. And during the American Revolution, the Continental Congress designated one or more days of Thanksgiving a year. And in 1789, George Washington issued the first Thanksgiving proclamation by the national government of the United States. In it, he called upon Americans to express their gratitude for the happy conclusion to the country's war of independence and the successful ratification of the U.S. Constitution. His successors, John Adams and James Madison, also designated days of thanks during their presidencies. So, Judy, I'd like to uh, ask you, um, as we celebrate this day, what are you thankful for? First of all, I want to say that I'm thankful for Jesus. Without him, I would be nothing. Um, Second to that would be my husband and my family. Right now we're in Tulsa celebrating Thanksgiving with my two sisters. And I love being with them, love my sisters dearly, and enjoy spending time with them, doing things with them, just being with them, hanging out, playing cards, whatever. That is just such a blessing. And I get to be with their children this Thanksgiving. Don't get to be with our children, but we will see them soon at Christmas time. So that's that's my blessing. My family, my our three kids and seven grandkids and sisters and all of our loved ones. I'm thankful for that. So, hon, you know, um, I just want to ask you, uh, go ahead. Um, is there anything else that you're thinking about right now? And go ahead and, and lead um, anyone who has never received Jesus. Go ahead and do that for us, please. Well, I'm just so thankful. Thankful that we're here. We're learning the Word of God at Karis Bible College. It's just been such a blessing. I've, I'm really enjoying this time of just honing in and focusing on the Word of God. It's, um, you know, it's challenging sometimes. Like right now, we're having IAGs, which means that we have to stand up and give testimonies and and, uh, impromptu um, discourses about certain subjects. And that can be a little challenging, but it's challenging in a good way because it's really causing us to really grow and really being know, really know how to answer things. When people ask you questions, you should be ready to give a response. And I think that that's really what I'm grateful for, learning more, getting more into God's Word so that I can give a response. But anyway, like I said earlier, the thing I'm most thankful for is Jesus. Without Him, we are nothing. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And without Him, we can do nothing. So I would just ask you today, if you're at that place in your life where you're thinking, I really need help. I can't navigate this life on my own. I want to have Jesus in my life. Just say a simple prayer to Him. Just say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that He came. He died on the cross. He, was, he died. He was buried. And He rose again. And that resurrection of the power can be in my life. I want that resurrection power. I want you to be in my life to help me, to lead me, to guide me in everything in life. 
And I thank you for that. And I love you, Jesus. And I give my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thank you for listening today. And we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I pray blessings over you, all of your loved ones, and enjoy this day. It's so special. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.